Okay, welcome to episode six. Seven. seven. <laughs> we're on episode seven. Uh, it's not like it'd be really funny if we were like on episode thirteen seventy one, and she was like, um, you know, welcome to episode thirteen seventy six. Like, fine, you know what I mean? That's a tough number. We've lost count. It's fucking seven episodes. How can you? Uh, and she just said it ten seconds ago. <laughs> Should, want me to start again? Welcome no, to episode no, seven. No, I want everyone to hear that you can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, me and numbers. Maybe the last one was too yelly. Maybe episode six was too yelly. So we should start off on a um, with some laughter. Yeah, start with some humor. Um, this episode, we're going to be talking about exiting the matrix. What that means, what that looks like, what we're doing, um, suggestions for you. This was a request by several people when I put it out on Instagram, what you wanted us to podcast about. Um, And this was um, a collective request. So here we go. We're going to be talking about um, how to exit the matrix and become sovereign mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, financially. We're looking at all ways to exit out of systems that keep us stuck Uh, dependent, confined, and learning to create sovereignty within all aspects of who we are. Have you ever had anybody ask you, what's the definition of the matrix? How do you, how do you describe the matrix? Mm -hmm. What would you say? I would say it's very similar to the movie, the matrix. Um, It's very similar because we're, it's, an illusion of our reality of what we're experiencing here around breaking free from the programmed programs of our mind and learning to wake up within ourselves around our own power, our own light, our own connection to God and to source and understanding what our purpose here is and finding our own purpose by moving through our destiny. <clears throat> So the matrix, (laughs) so the matrix, I think, is everything that is that confined, um, programmed life around all the systems that we live in and orchestrate our life through that keep us in these states of dependency around limiting us. Mm. Mm -hmm. Victim is being victims. Being victims, even, even like whether it's the food system, the education system, the thought processes around our own divinity, our own um, nature, our own um, um, adaptability. Adaptability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's anything that keeps us in the state of you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. The victimization prison mm-hmm. system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I asked you because I think that people. I think I I always, I think people are confused. A lot of people are, who are waking up are a bit confused by what that means around the terms, <clears throat> the matrix. I think anybody just rewatch the matrix and think about how that applies to your life now. Think about how that. Yeah. What I, that. A lot of people think that the matrix is is in fact a documentary, mm-hmm. which I would tend I to agree with. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Really. Yeah. It's a pretty cool documentary. So I think, um, I think that it's, 
become much more evident over the past few years that we absolutely live in a matrix with people <clears throat> somewhere on top, pulling the strings, um, placing the people, creating the policy. There's no doubt. There's absolutely no doubt. Yeah, and the stratification of our society, right, with with the classes, with um, mm. um, abilities, with finances. Um, Education, 100%. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Opportunities. But I, I do believe that a big part of waking up into, you know, red-pilling red yourself into um, waking up within your own sovereignty is learning that you are the most powerful organism. You are the most powerful being and a big part of the matrix of the programs is the belief that you aren't. Mm. That you are incapable, that you are not smart enough, that you are not talented enough, that you are not capable enough, that you are not good enough, is this, this program thought of lacking, that you are lacking something. Which again is just the root of being a victim. It goes right back to... Mm -hmm to being a victim. It perpetuates the victimhood, the victim consciousness that you are um, incapable of empowering yourself, that you are not responsible for yourself, that you are outsourcing your power to anybody else to save you, to heal you, to educate you, educate you mm -hmm. to ask for what do you think to control you. To control you. Mm -hmm. The hierarchy of power. When I was doing my practicum for school at the hospital and I was um, in uh, first episode psychosis program, and I remember just thinking like being in the hospital, like, wow, this is not meant, I'm not meant to be here. The hierarchy and the, the hospital mentality around doctors are the all-knowing power. And everybody just kind of follows mm. behind them. Mm. Yeah. It's just, unless there's an emotional crisis with somebody, then they're like, social work. <laughs> you know, like it, it's just, it's a hierarchy of power. And I just, it's that whole system. There's so much to unpack with that, but that we don't have to unpack that today. But that whole system only perpetuates the victimization and the lack of knowing within yourself uh, that you are not you do not know enough as a doctor would know around what's best for your health. So even, you know, physical sovereignty, exiting the matrix looks like becoming the power of your own health, taking back your power around your health, your wellness, <clears throat> being physically strong, taking over your, your, how you feed yourself, that's all part of physical sovereignty of learning how to master your own body. I think a lot of people have this notion that um, you have to have money and um, wealth in order to, to have these, to have the access to food, to have the access to a gym, to have... Like to eat organic. Or, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, like I think there's a lot of people that, again, play the victim. And I can't do that. Oh, it's really nice that your wife works and you have a sugar mama and you can afford to farm. And it's really nice that you can do that. But it's like, 
okay, that's not, I mean, I've, I've heard that. That's not fair. It's like, I'm old, you're young, you're starting fresh, get to work. Um, you, you live in an apartment. Cool. Uh, grow something on your balcony. Um, tons of those vegetation towers that you can get now for lettuces and you can grow all kinds of vegetables in these, you know, those PVC towers. It's very simple to grow <clears throat> vegetables. It, it's actually very simple and there's YouTube resources. Anybody can grow anything. You are very capable of growing things. Um, I live in the city. I don't have access to a farm. Okay, well, instead of spending Saturday at the patio hitting the bar, um, you can take a cruise out to the out to the country, and you can go to the farmers, and you can go buy your produce for the week, and there you go. I mean, there's so many things that you can do to exit the matrix that doesn't include buying a hundred acre off-grid property six hours north of Toronto. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that you can do every single day to remove yourself. Um, it's all choice. It's all choice, right? Like you can choose to need a new pair of jeans and you can choose to go to the store and pay full price for them or, or you can choose to go on Facebook Marketplace. Or Goodwill. And yeah, of course, or Goodwill. But like I get all these clothing items from the girls at western that's parents rich parents buy them all these clothes they get them at aritzia they wear them one time and then realize like they put on the freshman 15 and they can't fit into the size small anymore and then they sell it for like pennies on the dollar and i'm like bonus <laughs> if i go to a store now and buy something i like that i can't get used i feel like shamed like I'm ashamed of myself a little bit because I just gave I money to a corporation versus like cash exchange. Yeah, I mean, where you put you know your I mean? money right? is where you're you're sending your energy. Like I had a tractor. I needed something for my tractor. And I met this guy on Facebook and he's close and he's a fabricator. Um, and um, yeah, he made me this awesome piece. And it was like, I could have spent... I don't know, maybe $70 less and I could have ordered it from an online store. But I was like, no, this is cool. And then I met a cool guy that lives near me that fabricates that I can learn from and, you know, get other things if I need it. Like, that's cool. Mm -hmm. That's so, building so, connections. Right? So yeah. just exiting the matrix in that one way actually gave me a new... A new connection. A, a new connection. Mm -hmm. A new tangible thing. Mm -hmm. Where maybe now we can trade. Yeah, and I'm supporting him. Right. Not Amazon, not, you know, the giant corporation in the U.S. or China or whoever. I'm supporting the guy that lives like one town over. Mm -hmm. And because he doesn't, he, you know, he started his own business. Mm -hmm. Right? I'd rather pay $70 more and, and support the guy down the road that's trying to also exit the matrix, guys. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, we have to work with each other. Exiting the matrix is like learning to foster a really strong sense of community where we keep our wealth amongst us um, and to be able to support each other. And the, the difficult thing is that, yeah, the prices are higher. Mm -hmm. and But that's also the reality. That's the investment. It's mm -hmm. an investment. Where you put your money is where your energy flows. And in return, 
That's also the cause and effect. That's the law of attraction. It comes back. That's not to say that, you know, you should feel shamed every time you have to get something from somewhere else, right? Some things you just have to, there's no, there, there is, there's no option. But if you have an option, that's, 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 this is how you start. You start by making the conscious decisions to make the small shifts when you can. And every day you get choices with that. So when I was, um, I worked for Children's Aid for five years. And while I was working for Children's Aid, I was doing my yoga teacher trainings on the side. And I, I was sitting at, I was sitting in Los Angeles for my one training and I was thinking, God, I really don't want to be at CAS and I really want to open my private practice and I really want to bring holistic healing into, into, um, into social work. And I really want to, um, learn to integrate these two things because yoga has been medicine for me. It's changed my life. Um, and I really want to learn a way to harmonize the two and to get out of this cushy, quote unquote, cushy job that I had that was, that paid well, that, um, I had benefits, I had a pension, I had flexible hours, I had time off. Um, but I was so burnt out. I was exhausted. I was in a constant state of fight or flight. And me shifting into a private practice meant that I had to take a leap out of the attachment that I had to that financial security. And it meant that I had to just jump and have faith that it would work out. And when I opened my private practice, I was renting at the yoga studio, the non-heated room. I rolled out mats, threw down cushions and pillows and and was just like, whoever wants to see me, like, just like, let me start. And, um, and it, it just expanded. And then from there it grew to, okay, I'm going to rent a, I'm going to lease an office and then I'm going to go down in hours at CAS. And then eventually I just said, I got to just cut ties. I got to be done. I don't want to be doing this. I'm wasting my life. I'm wasting my life. I am unwell. This perpetual cycle of grinding in this job that keeps me in a heightened state of survival is no longer actually benefiting me. Yes, I have financial security, quote unquote, but I am unhappy and I'm unwell. And I'm doing something that doesn't actually resonate as true for me, that doesn't align with what I believe I'm here for. And when I made the leap, you know, you're flying solo and there's fear around that. There's always a fear when you leave that cushy job because now you're reliant on you. You are fully reliant on yourself and in, in your own faith that things are going to work out. And once you start working for yourself, you put the energy in, you put the effort in because you matter. Making that decision to leave your job, to leave a job that doesn't align with you, shows that you matter. Plain and simple, you matter. Your life matters. Your joy matters. Why you're here matters. And in order to do that, you got to walk through your fear. You got to walk through that fear and there's no way around it, but through it. Whenever I see somebody like starting their own business and crafting and doing the things that actually bring them so much joy and they're, they're doing well, oh my gosh, that is their light shining through. That is why they're here. That is their connection to source. And that is you know, when you're in those higher states of frequency, when you're in those states of joy, doing the things that you love, you attract the same vibration to you. 
Your emotions are energy. Your energy is frequency. Your frequency is measurable. And when you're in states of joy, your joy states of frequency are so high, so high. There is no fear. There is no anger. There is no resentment. There is no sadness because you are living for what you're here for. And when you're doing that, you are attracting. You are a master manifesto. You are attracting people of the same resonance and the frequency into your life. That's powerful. That's powerful. That and that right there, when you're in your joy, you're sovereign. Mm. You're sovereign. You're free. Sovereignty is freedom. When we say sovereignty with mental sovereignty or physical, um, psychological sovereignty is that you are free here. You know, like some prisoners will say when um, they've been in prison, yes, they've been locked down and they're locked away, but they are some of the freest because they are working through here and learning to free their mind. And when we sit in meditation, when we sit... Um, with all the, like the psychological warfare that we've gone through, learning to control here our mind and learning to um, have understanding awareness and learning to, to become friends with our own mind, our operating system of our consciousness, you are creating sovereignty over it. Over it. You are learning to be free with your mind. You are no longer a victim to it. You are no longer scared of it. You are no longer needing to distract yourself, to avoid, to disconnect, you, you are learning to befriend your mind. That is, that is power. That is power. So learning to even sit in silence, to learn to listen to your thoughts, to observe your thoughts, it becomes uh, mental sovereignty, psychological sovereignty. That because when you're there, when you, when you can befriend with your mind, you cannot be controlled. Your mind cannot be controlled. Because you're able to use your third eye. You're able to see truth. Sorry, I just went on a rant there. No, I'm, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I didn't want to interrupt you. <laughs> Normally, I have to like butt in. But I know. I was like, nah, <laughs> sounds good. pretty good to me. <laughs> I'll just let her go. Um, Alora gave me some notes, and I think that some of these are mm. really um, – interesting to touch on is, and I thought this one was really interesting, was um, breaking the shackles of dogma, um, of religion. And <clears throat> I think that there's a lot of people right now that are really struggling with spirituality because they want, mm, they don't want, they, they need to have this connection, but the media and the outside matrix has demonized religion so much so that people are brainwashed into thinking that it's wrong and it's bad. <clears throat> and so I think that if people can stop thinking of spirituality with Catholicism or Christianity or... Religion. Um, yeah. With, mm -hmm. They have to think of it as their, their divinity to God and source internally, not the overall governing control system of that particular religion. Well, if you break spirituality down, spirit is your spirit. Mm -hmm. You know, the expression of, oh, you're so spirited. Mm. I say that about Mika or Dog all mm -hmm. the time. 
Um, mm-hmm. Our spirit is like our essence. It's our essence. It's what we're, um, it's our energy. It's, it's what we're called to. It's where our heart explodes. It's where it's, it's, and, and when we, when we have um, <clears throat> our spirit dimmed in any way, when somebody judges, shames, belittles, that's when you see the light drop down in somebody and your spirit is getting dimmed. Mm-hmm. So learning to have a sense of spirituality and, and to foster your spirituality is learning to connect to your own spirit and to, to connect to your own spiritual guidance, right? Your intuition, your inner knowing, your inner compass. I think that giving your, um, giving your, we, we talked a lot about this during COVID, but this is definitely something that we can that's malleable in this context is that when you gave away and you give away that internal power, that personal power, even, even, even like it says here, stop giving power away to external authority. So a really perfect example of that was people that were awake and were always envying me for being so powerful because I didn't wear a mask. It's like, the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like I am not power. I'm not, I am five foot two, 130 pounds. I'm not, I don't have this like big power. It's that I didn't allow, I didn't give myself to, I didn't give myself to, to that overall authority. I, I chose to not give my power away. I told to, I I chose to hold my power, stand in my power, stand in my truth and obey nothing. And every single person can do that. That's a really, when someone tells you not to do something that you know is wrong, you have to listen to your inner compass and you have to give, you have to take back your power. Every time you stand in your truth, every time you you speak your truth, even if it doesn't go with those, you know, external authority, whoever it is, and you go against, you know, what they're saying, whether it's, you know, a doctor telling you you need this treatment or a teacher telling you you need to, you need to do math a certain way, anytime you have that external authority telling you something and, and when it it goes against your inner compass, you become dim again. You lose a little bit more of yourself. But when you stand up and say, you know what, that doesn't feel right for me. I'm not going to do that. I don't agree with that. You are challenging yourself through fear. You are, in, in, in essence, you are starting to free yourself of those shackles. And that's how we step towards our sovereignty. That's how we step towards our own freedom, our own freedom of like our voice, hearing ourselves speak, hearing and letting ourselves be seen truly as, as we are. You have to remember, we are all just reflections of each other. We are just mirroring back to you within yourself, what's true and where you get triggered, where you have work to do. That's all that this is. We're all just reflections of one another. I think another interesting point about exiting the matrix is is the whole financial situation that's happening. Mm. So we have, um, over the last three or four years, we've really taken um, 
this pretty seriously to a, to a degree. We realize that, um, you know, we don't, we don't have traditional investments really. Um, like most people do, we have tangible investments. Um, and I think that there is something very big coming financially. And if you're not like, I was having a conversation with my stepdad recently and I just said, Hey, you know, have you considered, um, taking any, any money out and buying any gold and silver? And he was like, no. I said, I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't know. I know you think I'm nuts, obviously, but it's just my advice. Like I might do that if I was you. And he was like, just, he is wholeheartedly convinced that the, the banking system cannot crash, that it will not happen. There are checks and balances in place and it will not happen. And I think that there's a, a really large number of people that believe that, which is that's their deal. So, so for those of us that don't believe that, then let's talk about some strategies to how, how we can do this. So, I mean... If, if you're not in the market right now for, if, if you're not in the housing market right now, if you can't get in, it's just, I, I, I would not be buying a house today personally with the interest rates the way that they are, unless I could buy with cash or pretty damn close to it. I, mm-hmm. I don't think I'd want to be getting into a, a big mortgage at, what is it like 6% or something? I think it's I, over that now. Is it over that now? Know. Anyway, I wouldn't, <clears throat> I don't think I'd be wanting to get into that at this exact moment, but if I had... I had a bunch of money that I was sitting on that I I had for a down payment. I might I might go out and buy thirty or fifty thousand dollars worth of gold. I might do that and sit on it for two years until the market changes. That might be a good solution. Silver. Those are the two most. Those are the only two basic guaranteed investments. Land. I mean, like if if you can buy the land without, again, without a mortgage, I think, or a private mortgage with a decent interest rate, like, I don't know, you just have to, you have to outweigh those, you have to outweigh that, right? People have to outweigh. I personally think that the interest rates are too high to be buying. Well, I don't think you, you can't buy land. You can't, you can't get a mortgage for just That's true. vacant land. Yeah, you're right. Um, you can only mortgage a house, a property. Um, but there's, I mean, lots of communities are starting to pop up where a lot of like-minded people are just trying to go in on, on things together and build a community together. Um, and that, that kind of life, um, and goals are kind of popping up everywhere and people are finding alternative ways of, of, um, doing things, um, whether it's in Canada or, or abroad. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, during this past few years, we've seen many people move away because we've been under a dictatorship here. And people have been trying to create an alternative life that um, frees them of all the restrictions. Um, so there, there's so many different ways to do it. It's just a matter of what you feel called to and to consider different ways to, to kind of diversify um, your finances and your investments. I think the traditional ways of, of what we were doing, you know, like we were... <clears throat> I grew up with parents that were all about investing in my retirement and they had me so stressed out with making sure I had money set aside every month into my RSPs. And I mean, I don't know what's going to come down the pipeline with the, with pensions and the financial industry and what's going on, but 
um, that just doesn't make sense for, for us and where we are right now. We're investing a lot of it into how we live and learning skills and, and investing in, in us and our property. Um, but there's just, there's different ways to do it. I think that you have to consider your mindset. It can't be in scarcity though. Mm -hmm. That's true. It's, you're just, you're manifesting everything. You're going to get what you ask for. Absolutely. So if you're super stressed and worried every day about money and not having enough, then that's, that's what you're going to get. Then your relationship, because money is a relationship. Your your relationship with finances is just stressful. Then it's in a scarcity. It's in lack. You're still in lack. I can I can tell you for a fact that in my business, that when when I have in the past been in scarcity, and I'm working on a deal, if I'm super stressed about needing to make this deal happen because um, like I need the money, I need to close it, I've got things going on and I'm energetically pushing and stressing, something fucking happens. Mm-hmm. You've seen that go on with, you've seen that go on with me before where I'm like, I just, I know something's happening. I know it's not good. I know, I know it's not good. And then fuck, they just bailed. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I feel like there's a, a lot of those times that, that happens. I'm in a I'm in a bad place, and I'm creating my own. You're calling it in. Yeah, I'm creating all of my own problems. And the more that I learn to trust and stop stressing, the more that things just unfold. I used to just get so worked up about it, and it would always be there would always be so much drama attached to it. Now I'm just like. Eh. When, when I started shifting my relationship with money to more gratitude and abundance, it really did change my relationship. And then it changed my stress level and then it changed my outlook with manifestation. Because now whenever I can pay a bill, I'm always just grateful that I can pay that bill. And I just say, I'm so great. I'm blessed that I can pay this bill instead of, oh, fuck, bell bills this much instead of saying you know what I'm really grateful I can pay this mm. oh I feel blessed today that I received um this energy exchange from my client today like I'm I'm I feel blessed I feel mm. grateful and so my energy now is not around um oh, we need to make this amount of money mm. to cover the mortgage and do this and and to pay for our bills and to you know what we thank you so much for calling that in I feel so grateful um we we have everything that we need you know, we have abundance in food. We have abundance in relationships. We have abundance in love. I feel so blessed. I feel so grateful. So our perspective is either, you know, it's like that half, the, the glass water, half empty, half full. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's about your perspective and then your relationship because you create your own suffering. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, you are creating your own suffering and then you're calling more of that in. Mm-hmm. We're here to learn to be manifestors. We're, lear- we're here to learn how to, man- uh, to master ourselves and to be to and when we do that manifestation happens faster and faster and faster i think that we have manifested so much and i think it's crazy well when i i've made several vision boards and i put them in front of my bed and when we moved into our homestead here our daughter said, hey, everything came true. And I was like, all right, time for a new one. (laughs) 
But the the thing with manifesting is that you can put all the different things that you want on your vision board, but whether or not you actually work towards those mm. things is That's a just whole it. other story. That's just it. I literally said to uh, to Hildebrandt, Herbert, the other week, um, he was he was trying to get a rise out of me, but um, he said that something I said something about manifesting but it's a it's a fact I said if if you just laid on your couch every day for three years and watch tv and ate chips but you thought so hard I want to farm so hard (laughs) and then three years later you find yourself on the couch your wife has left you and you don't you're still yeah you you've done nothing guess what you can't just think really hard. You have, you to, have act. to You have to get up and you have to do it and you have to push every single day. And but that is exactly how you get out of being a victim to your situation, to your own life. Yeah. You have to put effort in. You have to be driven enough to say, again, I am worthy and I matter to have a better life. No one is, no one is, um, no one is shackled. No one is confined to what their heritage is, to what their, um, where their, where they were raised, um, what their trauma was. You're not, they want you to think that they want you to think that that you have to think that that's the whole matrix is, is you being a victim. It does not work if you do not think that you're a victim. This is what you, you have to understand is that if you, Stop thinking of yourself as a victim. You take back control of your life. You no longer can be controlled. You no longer are a victim. And things will change. But as long as you continue allowing the government to treat you as a victim, they will control you. Or anytime you feel like your situation is too difficult to get out of, you are holding yourself hostage as in that situation. You are holding yourself hostage. Mm-hmm. You always have choice. You have choices every day, thousands of them. How you choose to act on those options is, again, that's you can either be empowering yourself to do what you want with your life or you can choose to allow life to move you through it and, mm-hmm. and, and, just, and to be um, complacent with that. I had a girl really hate on me after the first or second episode um, regarding the fact that um, she wants this life that we live but can't have it, so she hates me. Well, that's called projecting. And I'm like, well, like, I didn't, I wasn't given this. I didn't grow up here and, you know, I've lived here for 42 years and it was just given to me. That didn't happen. We worked our asses off for what we have and we, we, we actively worked towards searching for this and creating what we needed to in order to get to here. It's like, okay, so you live in a condo right now. Okay, cool. Um, guess what I did in my condo? Renovated the shit out of it. Guess why? So that I could sell it. Guess why? So I could make a profit. Guess why? So I could buy my next property. Guess why? So I could renovate it. Guess why? So I could sell it. Guess why? So I could make money. Guess why? So I could buy my next property. And guess what? We learned how to renovate ourselves and do the work ourselves so we would save our money. But but this lady doesn't understand that she lives in a condo right now. So work towards getting yourself out. Did you have have you ever painted it? Have you ever put new baseboards down? Have you ever painted your vanity, put in a new sink, put in a new tap. Did you ever do anything like that? 
guess where I don't go? Uh, Home Depot. Guess where I do go? Kijiji. Guess what I do? Spray paint stuff. Guess what I do? Fix it myself. I mean, you have to start somewhere. You, you're not just going to get handed to you. Reparations are not going to save you. You're going to save you. You have, you're going to have to save you because yeah. I'm, I promise you that they're not going to save you. Nobody, nobody is ever going to save you except you because the power is within you. The, all of the power is within you. Every time I've sat with any kind of plant medicine, like ayahuasca, any time I've ever sat with any kind of medicine to help me connect to God or to help me understand, to make sense of my own world or where I'm going... Every time I sit with medicine, it shows me that the power is within me, that the stars are me, that we are literally made of stardust. We have so much light in us and we have all the capabilities in the world, but you have to believe it. There's another good point here around detaching from consumerism. And in order to exit the matrix, we also have to detach from this capitalistic thinking that in order for me to be happy, I have to have this. In order for me to be happy, I have to have more. I have to have the bigger house. I need to have the farm. I need to have the, a brand this, new truck, the tr- a brand new, right? Yep. The moment you detach from that, that, that line of thinking, which only perpetuates suffering because you're always lacking, you're always needing in order to be happy. I need to go shopping. I need this new dress. I need this new perfume. I need this next thing. You're only buying into the consumerism that you are lacking, that you do not have enough. And then that becomes people's hobbies on the weekend. Oh, we went shopping. That was my hobby. When I was into motorcycles, that was my hobby. Like you saw my, <laughs> you saw all my gear. Mm-hmm. There was a coat. Yeah. I had to have a coat for every je- pair of jeans because they, they go differently together. And then a different pair of boots to go with the jeans because if they were a flare, then you <laughs> needed boots that went under. And if they were tight, then you needed boots that went in. You feel me? <laughs> right? Um, and if I wasn't riding my sport bike and I was riding like something that was uh, like for Harley, then I would need to have my Harley outfit, so my docks. And a totally different leather jacket and a, and a different helmet because it can't be the sport bike helmet on a Harley. That's gay. So um, that used to, and and that was like, that was me. Like I had to, oh, and it's like so freeing to like, I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, oh my God, I'm my dad. I am fresh off the boat Italian shopping at Goodwill and looking like, like I just remind myself of my dad. And I would have been so embarrassed. Oh, I love shopping at Goodwill. No, but I mean, I would have been embarrassed if my dad mm-hmm. looked how I look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like in the 80s, like I, I just like, you know, that picture of my dad that we took out in the field. He's walking with the two trees. Yeah. He's got his hat on backwards. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, like that's me. He's so cute. Yeah. Like it's just he's wearing old work, like old work pants and an old shirt. Like he he never cared like presentable but he he like always presentable and nice looking and you know haircut and clean and whatever but like does not have does not care for a name brand thing growing up my dad used to be uh he used to do like heavy weight lifting and so I grew up doing like lifting weights in my basement with my dad and I remember being I think I was like in grade <laughs> it was either three or grade five and I couldn't wear girls t-shirts because my arms were too big because <laughs> I was getting so strong <laughs> and I, was, I hope it was grade five grade, <laughs> grade, grade three, three would be like high. it must have been grade five 
And I, yeah, I couldn't fit into any girl's t-shirts because my arms were so big because I was so strong because I, I was always an athlete growing up. And I, when I used to do exercise in my basement, it was, you would wear just whatever was like dirty clothes, you know, like baggy, mm. like it was yeah, just the junky, and, yeah, yeah, the old junky t-shirts and shorts. Mm-hmm. And then when I, I remember going to Western and looking at people at the gym and they're wearing, and so I always did that even through high school, I would just wear the junky clothes. And then I saw at Western, everybody's wearing all this expensive, like attire. And I'm, and I just, I was so confused by that because you're getting sweaty. You're working hard. Like, what are you doing wearing like to, to look a certain way? And even that mindset, that, that the consumeristic mindset of um, the, our image and feeding that ego, we have to also learn to um, watch and observe our ego and how it plays into building our identity and how we show up in this world and how we want to project our image to, to the exterior, how we want to. And I mean, social media is the biggest indicator of that is that there's less authenticity because people want to project a certain image on social media of who they are and what they're what they're like and learning to actually step into just being authentically mm-hmm. yourself and mm-hmm. <clears throat> i mean we don't it's very rare that we wear makeup that we get, i stopped dyeing my hair years ago because of the chemicals my nails i used to have my nails done my hair done my makeup done for work i'd have all like i'd oh, go shopping on the weekends to get the the work attire like none of that is a priority mm-hmm. in my life None mm-hmm. of that is a prior- priority in my life. It doesn't matter because that none of that actually matters at the end of the day. It's also easier <clears throat> for you because you're Asian and you look way younger than you are. And you Asians have fucking incredible skin. We don't They age. don't have to pee on their face like I do <laughs> to keep myself looking so young. Give some context to that. <laughs> don't just throw nope, that out there. I'm not. I'm just going to drop that little bomb right there. And then maybe in a future episode, we'll come back to that. There's a few people out there that will know what I'm talking about. You're in therapy. Look it up. The golden elixir. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's <laughs> no, okay. Okay. Let's talk about, let's talk about exiting the, the matrix in regards to food. In regards to food, because this is a huge one. The food industry is getting more and more controlled right? People, again, if you don't know that they're wanting us to eat bugs and to um, move away from... uh, They want us to eat plant-based. We'll call it... I don't want to say bugs only because people get... Then the vegans will get... um, They'll call me a conspiracy theorist. So the fact is they want us to eat plant-based. And plant-based, again, just means made in a factory. So don't think of a leaf when you think of plant-based. Think of a factory, like a plant, like a power plant, a a food plant, okay? That's what it is. It's not made in a fucking fairy forest, okay? It's made in a factory, okay? It's not real. So number one, stop eating and stop getting faked out by fake food. We bought into that. We got so caught up in that, in the Beyond Meat um, and that made me really sick. And you know what? It made me so angry that I got duped that I sold my fucking shares. I had shares in it in Beyond Meat. And I can't even think of the name of it because um, it was a Canadian. Oh, yeah. It was a Canadian company. Um, and I wish I could say, I wish I could think of it because I want to shame them because I, I bought in at like, I think 250 a share and 
I lost money in the first year and then I really lost money because I sold at an even bigger loss. Um, that was just out of principle. But that, that was out of principle. I was like, once I woke up to everything, I was like, I can't. I cannot have investments in this. I don't want it. To me, that would be like investing in Moderna. Like, you know what? I knew I could have made money on Moderna in 2020 because they had never turned a profit, Moderna. The stock price was so low in 2020 when I started doing my research. I could have made... I guarantee you I could have made a really, I, I could have bought a new house on Moderna, but I, out of principle, would not. Mm-hmm. So then the food industry. Oh yeah, back to, <laughs> <laughs> to back to the food. So food sovereignty is learning to take control over your own nutrition and to take over control of your own food source. We, um, our goal really is not to be able to, it's not to shop at grocery stores. And even when I do have to go and pick up a few things, I just see how fake everything is and how artificial everything is and how there's dye and there's um, wax and everything's just to make your eyes bright and to, to be drawn to things. Like there's so much marketing that goes into uh, the grocery stores um, versus actually what what is real. And when you garden, when you grow your own food, you really do learn not only to appreciate your food um, and all the energy that goes into creating and growing something, but you actually taste the difference between what's real and what's not. Oh, yeah. Big difference. And then mm-hmm. it's way more nutrient um, uh, um, condensed. Mm-hmm. 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 So you don't have to grow a garden, but what if what if that looked like just starting to support local farmers? Like if you live, let's say you live in London, let's say you lived in Sarnia, Woodstock, Stratford, wherever most of, I think a lot of our listeners are in Southern Ontario somewhere, but um, there's farmer's markets every Saturday from like May, June through October. And you can go and get your eggs, your meat, your cheese, and your produce from a lot of local providers. A lot. So yeah, okay, I live in a condo. I can't grow my own food. Even though you can in a condo. You can I did. Definitely, I lived in a high rise and I did. Yeah, you definitely can grow food. But even if you're too lazy and you don't want to, then make the shift of going to a market and getting direct from a farmer. And if you really don't like the city and you really want to manifest your change, then meet a farmer that lives in the country and once a week drive out to that farmer's farm and go get your weekly produce directly from them those are just some small changes that make huge impacts the only time at that point you're going to the grocery store is um toilet paper those kind of things that you were not like let's face it we're not making but you could get a bidet you could get a bidet which i definitely have and then guess what when everybody was fighting over toilet paper i was like good because I don't wipe my ass. I have a bidet. So cool. So, um, okay. Now, speaking of food, why not, again, hate to say this to all my friends who go to patios every weekend, but instead of spending your Saturday afternoon at the patio, you can take all that produce that you either grew or picked up from the farm, go home and can, because I know that you all have a stove. Okay. And I know that you can get a, a pressure canner on Kijiji, on Facebook, whatever. If you can't buy a new one, cool. And ours is used, PS. And uh, and and you can take learn learn how to can. You know how cool it is to eat your own 
zucchini relish well i mean it's not my own like obviously jen did it but do you know how cool that is to have like 12 jars of zucchini relish just sitting there we're good for the year um we're gonna do our own um tomatoes and um sauce sauce sauce. and i'm hoping ketchup barbecue sauce do you know what that's gonna be like i mean we we already have a, a lot of that stuff but do you know what that's like to walk into your your pantry your whatever wherever you keep your food and to see an abundance of food that you made you know every ingredient that went into that you grew it for us it's like really crazy because we're growing it from literally from seed to fruit vegetable and then we're either canning it we are freezing it or we're freeze drying it we are wasting nothing and whatever we don't use or whatever we can't use we feed to our chickens or we share or we share of course we share yeah I had some friends come out yesterday that I haven't seen in a while and it feels so cool to like go into the garden, pick beans and send them home with food. That was what my what my grandparents did that are from Italy. You'd go to their house and at the time I used to think it was like the worst. Like I wanted like a Nintendo game. Like I don't want fucking beans, Nona. Like what the fuck? But now <laughs> I'm like, this is fucking amazing. Like I'm sending you home with food. Like, it's, it's amazing. It's very rewarding. Very rewarding. It's amazing. And, you know, when I lived when I lived downtown, I lived in a high-rise building. I was just trying to garden on my balcony and just try to learn how to grow some vegetables. But every weekend, I would go to the farmer's market, and I would buy from Mennonites. I would buy their meat. I would buy their produce. Mm. And, you know, even, like, when we lived uh, in um, the city, in, like, a suburban area, we had, like, we had friends over to do, like, canning parties. Mm-hmm. you know like to learn how to can together like this is those become our new hobbies those become our new interests those become ways that we invest in our health and our happiness you know it's not um it's not going and drinking on the patio or you know just having drinks just to just just to drink it's to live like we're learning we're ways we're we're being alive and we're we're creating more opportunities in our life for joy for fun this is the most fulfilling. Mm. It is the most fulfilling experience. It's the most gratifying. Yeah. Exiting the matrix is also exiting the um, programming of, you know, keeping up with, uh, keeping up with the guys next door, right? Yes. And, you know, feeling like you need to have more, do more, go more because others are doing that. Not feeling like, like I don't need to leave here. This is the life that that we've created is a life that in my opinion, which is of course right, is that you live in a, in a place where you don't have to leave. The fact that people want to and need to go on vacation two to three times a year to get away means that you're not living your, in your truth. You're not living in, in, in the reality that you should be living in. That's why you have to escape all the time. So I don't need to leave. I'm not worried about going anywhere. I don't have to. Um, that's creating, that's exiting the matrix right there. Our puppy outside is just whining like crazy. There's nothing worse than (laughs) I hate people on podcasts that have pets that are making noise or that are interrupting. I'm super agitated right now (laughs) because it's like the worst thing ever. Um, Let her in. But 
but yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's so many ways. There's so many ways, guys, that we can all together, that we can all, um, there's different ways that you can exit the matrix and it looks different for everybody. But essentially at the end of the day, if you can show up fully to life and to not need to distract yourself, to avoid, to disconnect. To live beyond your means. To live beyond your means, to constantly be in a state of seeking, but to be fully with yourself, with your mind, to have so much gratitude and to feel the blessings every single day of being alive. You are sovereign. I think we will leave everybody today with three tangible things that people can do to break away from the matrix now. Perfect. Three tangible things. So I'm going to put you on the spot because you don't know about that. Okay. Three tangible things. (laughs) Three tangible things. Okay. Um, The first thing that somebody can do today, I I think honestly, we already talked about it. So this is going to be a really easy one is, um, is the food. Once people can really start to understand that, um, the food is their biggest method of control, keeping you fat, uh, tired, um, bloated, in, inflamed by all of the processed, uh, food, fast food, um, pop, um, all of those, all of those basic things right there, uh, and plant-based foods of course are, are causing a lot of that, Th- those things right there. If you can take, if you can get back to you should look up something called Wise Traditions. It's uh, the Weston A. Price Foundation. If you can get back to eating meat, dairy, and fruits and vegetables that are local, same with your meats, if you can do that, I guarantee you, if you just cut out all of that processed crap and just went back to Meat and look, I love meat and potatoes. So if you want to go back to just meat and potatoes, that's fine. I, I, you will notice a huge difference. Start cooking your own food. Stop going to the grocery store. Go to little markets, go to little farms, start with food. And within six months, you will be shocked at the shift that mentally, physically, spiritually, right? Don't you think? Absolutely. Okay, number two. Okay, number two, I'd say um, a way to exit the matrix is to connect to your joy. Mm. And that looks different for everybody, but it's that place where you feel so happy and so alive and so grateful and in that state of creation and play that you are just, you want to share that. Mm -hmm. Again, that is high frequency state of being where you are, you are in a state of sovereignty because you are not controllable at that time. You are in full control of your own being. And I say this a lot to my clients, but find ways to connect to your joy every day. And if you don't know where you want to go in your life and you're not sure what that looks like, just start doing the things that make you happy and let it unfold naturally from there because that's going to guide you. I think that's that that's perfect. Because that's just people doing what they're that's just 
yeah, you know, you've ever, I'm sure you've all heard the saying, if you do what you love, you don't work a day in your life. Obby, right? So that's all, sh- that's all that you're saying is, is do what you love. And then guess what? You're not working. Mm-hmm. If you if you like macrame and you spend all day making macrame, guess what? People pay a lot of money for macrame. So you spend all day making fucking macrame and you go to a market and sell. Yeah, you like taking pictures? Fuck. You like you're like a camera nerd, like a techie geek? Yeah, <laughs> you should probably be in that business. And then I don't think it's very stressful, right? It's for me, if I started to be um if I went to uh yeah, if I if I tried to do your job? No. We wouldn't have any sound. I wouldn't record. I would have to go back and say, oh, we have to start again. Wouldn't happen. Um, Okay. I think um, number three, way to exit the matrix today. Um, Maybe this you disagree with me. I don't know. I I just think like watering your own garden, like taking care of your, your one square meter around you, focusing on yourself, focusing on your family, focusing on your home, focusing on you. The grass is greener where you water it. So instead of, um, and, and that would pertain to, like I said earlier about keeping up with the Joneses. If you're focused on your one meter square, then fuck everybody else. Fuck what they're doing. Fuck what they're buying. Fuck what they're, where they're going. You deal with you, your family, your relationship. Put effort into those things. Don't worry about being on Instagram, watching fake people making out and pretending that they're happy because they're not. Because people who have to post those kinds of pictures of themselves all day, I love my partner so much. Uh," Guess what? That's not true. Like that's not, um, no, that's not you're putting on a show and it's obvious it's obvious we don't have to we don't have to do that we can just focus right here on ourselves on our one meter on our on our immediate things and manifesting and working and focusing they want us so distracted on all the outside things that other people are doing that we are not focused on our immediate things that require our attention yeah so that's keeping up with that comparison mindset of the grass is always greener out there versus learning how to the grass is green where you water it mentality and that's with your finances that's with your your physical body and movement that's with how you cope that's with the relationships that you're fostering that's where that's where you're investing your money that 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 encompasses all of these conscious decisions conscious relationships and conscious way of living the more conscious you are about how you live how you do one thing is how you do everything that becomes your how you live it becomes a conscious life, mm-hmm. a meaningful life then, a sovereign life. Yep. And you get choice. You get choice. You get choice. On that note, I think we're ready to go. I just want to make note of my Save the Tomboys hat, which I think is very important to note. And you can go ahead and get your very own at gazeagainstgroomers.com. They did not pay me to say that, but they very well can. <laughs>